In the last few weeks, we have listened to the experiences of men who were illegally detained by the Nigerian military on suspicions of being Boko Haram members. Today, we're sharing Bana Ali's peculiar case of a six-year-long detention. Like others, Bana led a normal life until the day everything changed. We used to stay peacefully, but Boko Haram came and took over our village. They refused to let us go out of the village. They imposed their laws on us. They said we shouldn't allow our women to fetch water, gather firewood, and that we should be doing all that for them. They took foodstuff away from us too. Bana and his extended family left their village in 2016 at the peak of the Boko Haram insurgency. They escaped under the darkness of night. Though they were stopped by the gun-wielding terrorists, they managed to hide away in the bush until things settled. They resumed their journey and ended up in Cameroon. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Cameroonian soldiers gave us to the Nigerian army, who then took us to Banki. We stayed in Banki for a day and were taken to Bama. After four days in Bama, they separated the women and children while we, the men, were taken to Giwa Barracks. We suffered so much there, and after about three months, they took us to maximum prison. Bana and his companions were being detained on suspicion of being Boko Haram terrorists, but they were not told this until much later. His stay at Giwa Barracks was met with much hardship. First, Heat and congestion caused many deaths amongst the nearly 400 captured men. Dead bodies were removed every morning by prison officials. If they were dead, they would take them out. If we told them they were sick people, they would say they only wanted corpses. Months later, Bana and the others were transferred to the Borno Maximum Security Prison. One evening, they took our names, and later in the night, they called us out and took us to maximum prison. We were about 773 in number. They handed us over in handcuffs in pairs to the prison officials. They distributed us in hundreds to their cells, and then they released the handcuffs. The soldiers left, but they used to come to see us at the prison from time to time. Life in the maximum prison has always been better, according to Bana and past inmates that Human Ango has spoken to. There was congestion, but it was better than Giwa. There were double beds, and they swept the cells before they brought us. Some got beds to sleep on, while others didn't. At the maximum prison, we made caps and sold them to buy our needs. They will also take us outside during the day from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Throughout Bana's detention, he communicated with his family only five times through letters. 
It wasn't easy finding someone to write and send the letters to our families. I will tell them I was doing fine and they should pray for our release. Bana's wife, Yakura Kumshi, advocated tirelessly for his release. She and hundreds of other women, whose husbands were detained in the same manner, formed an advocacy group known as the NIFA movement. We did not have any hopes when we started. We are the first set of people to ever experience it. If it had happened before, it would have enabled us to measure and predict outcomes. But we were the first. So we just kept advocating everywhere, taking our cries everywhere and praying. Some men, including Bana Ali, have finally regained their freedom. But many more remain in detention. A lot of us in the NIFA movement, our husbands were among the newly released people. But there are also many other women whose husbands have not been released. Uncountable, in fact. We are appealing to the government to release them too. Bana now faces a different issue. His former home has been turned into an IDP camp. He also struggles to make a living, as he does not have the capital to start a business. While release is the happy ending he'd hoped for, he can't help but feel that his justice is incomplete. This has been an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Hawa Shefi Nuhu and edited by Aduke Babalola. Produced by Atahi Rukjibrin. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Rukaiya Saeed and Atahi Rukjibrin. The multimedia editor is Anthony Asimota. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, Go to humanangle.org and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Haimida. <laughs>